0: Have you ever tried to express concern about something in a relationship only to be met with your thoughts, feelings, and needs dismissed? But the explanations used by the other person somehow cause you to doubt the validity of your own concerns? This is gaslighting at some of its finest. And in today's episode, we'll take a closer look at this experience as my guest shares his story. I'm Sarah Morales, the host of this podcast, and I'd love to have you be a guest on my podcast. If you'd like to share your story, get my brain on what you've experienced, and help you more clearly understand what has been happening in your relationship, please don't hesitate to reach out to me and get on my calendar. I'll have the link in my show notes. The word of the day today is dismiss. Yourdictionary.com defines dismiss as To disregard an idea or treat something as unworthy of consideration. I think we can all relate to how shitty it feels to have our thoughts, feelings, ideas, perspectives, and even our needs dismissed. It's one thing, though, when we can recognize that that's what's happening, but typically when gaslighting behaviors are involved in the dismissing action, we don't recognize that it's happening for one reason or another we end up either confused or questioning ourselves or both. So let's hear how this played out in my guest, Caleb's relationship. But before we dive in, let me tell you a little bit about Caleb. Caleb is a very outdoorsy person who likes everything from fishing to hiking to snowboarding. Basically, you name it, he loves it as long as he gets to be outside. A few more things that I thought were fun facts about Caleb, he's a huge Buffalo Sabres fan. So for those of you who are not hockey fans like me, I didn't know what the Sabres were. Um, They're a hockey team. So he loves his hockey. And one of his favorite pastimes is wood carving. Welcome to the podcast, Caleb.
1: Thank you for having me, Sarah.
0: Yay. I'm so excited to have another guy on here. Like I get a lot of ladies right? But I don't get a lot of guys on here. And it's, you know, it's not just ladies that are guests, right? Like, it's the guys too, right? So um, I love getting to have another man on here. So thank you for being brave and vulnerable and being willing to come on and share your story. Speaking of which, let's go ahead and dive on in. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm curious. There are some of my listeners out there who might be thinking, do I want to come on the podcast? Don't I want to come on the podcast? Like, ooh, I don't know. Like, why did you come to me to be on my podcast? I thought it would be great to actually start there with this.
1: Okay. So I started listening to your your podcast and um, talking about my story. It mm-hmm. really helps me with like the healing process. And okay. you said anybody can um, fill out the application and all that online. Yeah. And I thought it would be a really great opportunity for me to talk about my story, uh, heal in the same time talking about it and, yeah. um, just share what I went through. And I'm sure there's a few people out there that have gone through the same thing and hopefully this helps them out.
0: I love it. And I'm, I'm sure I'm 100% sure. Right. And no matter your gender, right. Like this is going to apply regardless of gender. I, I know people are going to connect to what you've experienced in your relationship. Or your ex-relationship. Um, mm-hmm. so why don't we go ahead and um have you share a little bit about who this person is, maybe a little bit about how you met and what it was like when you first
1: met. Okay. Um, so I met her through a mutual friend and okay. it was uh, Labor Day weekend. We all went up to um the Adirondack Mountains uh nice. camping. And it was pretty much as soon as she stepped out of the car and I introduced myself to her and she introduced herself to me. It was like just this kind of like pull of mm. where I like I needed to kind of like talk to this person. Like, yeah, like I really wanted to get to know her.
0: Yeah, mag- like magnetic almost. Hey,
1: yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we ended up talking for eight or nine hours straight. It wow. was so there was a. A pretty good sized group of people there, and it was pretty much just me and her talking to each other, mm-hmm. and um, kind of like everybody else listening. So it was <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: it was like the sparks were flying from the instant we met.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you hit it off that first yeah. night, and from there, y'all decided to try to start dating a little bit. Correct?
1: Uh yes. Yeah. So I think it was the following weekend um Mm -hmm. she lived out in buffalo and i lived in rochester which is about like an hour and a half commute okay and uh we kind of we talked pretty much every day throughout the week leading up to that weekend Mm -hmm. and then like hey you know let's go on a, a proper date yeah and so we did we um we went out to this really nice restaurant and then we um walked kind of down the the board the boardwalk and around the city just chatting and nice. um stopping by different places and mm-hmm. kind of like little bar hopping and it was just an absolutely amazing night nice mm-hmm. um went back to her place and we actually sat on a roof and stared up at the stars and talked even more
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then uh we just kind of spent the weekend like really getting to uh to know each other mm-hmm. And um from there on i think we talked all the time all yeah. day at night and then it was um i was coming out to buffalo just about every weekend for a good month month and a half okay um i had an opportunity to um to switch uh my job okay and go to a place that uh would pay me a lot more oh nice so i asked her i was like you know I know we're only kind of like a month into this. I don't want to kind of feel like I'm rushing you or make you uncomfortable or or anything, but how would you feel about me moving out to Buffalo?
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, She was all on board and everything and was super supportive, helped me find an apartment and all that. And then even helped me move into my apartment Mm -hmm. and everything was great from there on for, probably about two and a half months.
0: Okay. So to be clear, cause I know you told me this when we were first talking, um, but just so my listeners are clear, like you weren't trying to move in with her at a month and a half, you were getting your own place, but just so that you didn't have to be a long distance relationship. So you had your own place. She had her own place, but you moved closer to facilitate really giving yes. this relationship a serious try.
1: Yes. Right. Yep. Okay. Because- I didn't, yeah, I didn't want to move in like right off the bat and right. stuff like that. That would be smart. just kind of <laughs> way too bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah s-
0: smart. <laughs> yeah. Um especially cuz we don't always know how things are going to go, right? But I do think yeah. long distance relationships are really hard. So, I mean, bonus, you got to a- better paying job like why not seems like Mm -hmm. I mean I make up if I were in your position I would have been like seems like the universe is aligning all of the stars right to to tell me go like proceed and you know try out this relationship with this woman
1: and and that's what I thought like yeah I was like oh my god like stuff is clicking again
0: Mm -hmm. like
1: because I was I was in a bad spot before kind of we met. Okay. And stuff like that. Kind of just I guess like stagnant in life and really trying Mm -hmm. to figure out where I go. And then I met her and it was like, Okay, like I really want to see where this goes and hopefully I can build a life with this person.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. So you said things went well for maybe the first couple of months. And then, you know, you kinda had a first kind of bigish red flag. What was that for you?
1: Yes. So the first big red flag that I had was um, she started actually texting and talking to her ex boyfriend before me. Okay. And I told her I was like, you know, I'm not comfortable with you talking to your ex boyfriend and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, she told me that they were just friends and that she felt bad that he didn't really know anybody and that she was kind of like his only friend and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I was like I was like okay, I understand that. Um I guess I would like to meet him. Yeah. And figure out, you know, like us kind of have a discussion all together. Mm-hmm. Um she told me that he wasn't comfortable in meeting me. Okay. And that he just like they just kind of want to have their own little friendship.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's definitely a big red flag. <laughs> that's yeah. not, that would not make me feel very comfortable. For no. sure. Mhm. And so you expressed after she said no, you can't meet him, I- I'm assuming you expressed, well, I don't I kind of don't like this. Is that is that what happened next?
1: Yeah, so yeah. I um I told her I was like, "Okay. Um I'm not I'm not really comfortable with this." And mm-hmm. she kind of like sat there quietly and stuff like that, and I was And then kind of like change the subject.
0: Okay. Mm
1: -hmm. And um, that night I ended up having to um, leave and come back to Rochester to pick up more of my stuff.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I think I was, I just like, we kind of ended the night and I just jumped in my truck and just started driving. And like, I needed to kind of clear my head. Yeah. And I think at like one o'clock in the morning, um i actually sent her a text message and was mm-hmm. just like hey this is this is what's going on like this is how i feel and um like i've had this happen to me in a previous relationship and i don't mm-hmm. want to go down that road again
0: yeah
1: and um she was pretty receptive with it and was like okay you know i'm sorry that it made that it makes you feel this way i will like, stop talking to him.
0: Oh, okay. So she listened that time and she, she like validated your, your thoughts and feelings and needs.
1: Yeah. yeah, So I thought,
0: so you thought, okay. Did you come to find out later that she actually didn't stop communicating with this person? Yes. Okay. Well, so she, she said one thing and then did another. Got it. Yes. Okay. Um, so this was the first red flag. And I, I'm curious, like, even though she told you that she would stop, did did you ever feel, did your gut ever tell you, or did you ever question, like, I wonder if she really did? Like, I don't think she really did, or did you ever doubt, or did you kind of accept it and move on?
1: Um, I I'm usually a pretty trusting person. So okay. I I put trust in it that Yes, yeah. this is what she actually said and stuff like that because of other stuff that she said um, okay. that, like, I, I put trust in her that, okay, yes, she will stop communicating with this person. Mm-hmm. Um, then, the, then the next red flag happened. Yeah, um,
0: talk I to believe, us about that.
1: <laughs> there was a party that she ended up throwing. I think it was, it must have been sometime after Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, and she's like, Hey, I wanted to have a bunch of people over and all that. Will you help me like, uh, set everything up, get alcohol, like all, Mm -hmm. all that, like help me cook food. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Just let me know like what you need. I'll grab some stuff. And,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um, so we're over there like cooking, getting everything all ready and people start showing up Mm -hmm. and that's when. All of her ex boyfriends started coming <laughs> through the
0: door. Oh my gosh! Wow.
1: So, um, this this one ex boyfriend that she was talking to on the phone wasn't there, but a ex boyfriend that she actually had a relationship for ten years while she went to college and moved all over the United States was there. Okay. Um, another um boyfriend that she dated for like two or three months and then broke it off. And, like, some other guys that she met at, like, a trivia night. And then I think there was two or three of her actual, like, girlfriends. Okay. And so I'm like, okay. So, like, I'm kind of thinking, I was like, some women, you know, they just feel more comfortable having more guy friends than girlfriends. I was like, okay. Right. But these are all ex-boyfriends. So I'm like, usually not that many people are friends with their (laughs) ex-boyfriends. Yeah.
0: Not like that. Not yeah. Like, but, like yeah, there's yeah. I there's a you. reason.
1: Yeah. There's a reason why you broke up, and mm-hmm. I guess. And very, very rarely does it work out in a friendship capacity.
0: Mm-hmm. And and then something happened at that party, right? I remember you yes. telling me about something happened. Tell my listeners about what happened at the party.
1: So I was standing in the doorway, kind of into the living room, uh, talking to um, her roommate which Mm -hmm. actually happens to be a guy Mm -hmm. who was an Mm ex-boyfriend. And um, she walks past me and kind of like brushes my arm or whatever and Mm -hmm. smiles at me and then goes and sits down on the couch
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right next to one of her guy friends that she met at Trivia. But it wasn't... She sat down on the couch probably within, I don't know, less than a half a foot away from him. Okay. And literally just kind of like turned her whole like body language right into them yeah and and those two were just full on just like full body language into each other giggling mm-hmm. laughing and kind of like touching hands and stuff like that
0: okay very flirtatious yes yeah
1: and that that made me uncomfortable i didn't i I didn't address it right then and there i actually went mm-hmm. and sat down right next to her on the couch and put her my arm around her kind of like it
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: you know like a work together type thing. Right. And then when the party was over, um we actually ended up going upstairs and one of the first things that she said to me, she looks at me and goes, "Hey, does me talking to him uh make you uncomfortable?" But she said it in a way of like trying to get a reaction out of me, not like, "Hey, I'm like a sincere, like I'm so, sorry um, I talked to
2: him." Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Mhm.
1: I was like, well, yeah, it did kind of bother me that you were talking to him that way. And like, she got like this smirk on her face, like, Mm -hmm. okay, I like kind of like I know his triggers now type smirk.
0: Mm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yes. And this, um, I know you shared, I, I don't know, like when we were talking, if you shared that. this kind of question that came up for you, if it was just an internal question or if it wasn't one that you actually asked her, but it kind of produced this feeling in you. Do you, do you remember what I'm talking about when I say that?
1: Yes. So yeah. Right there in that moment, I like became just super insecure with myself. Yeah. Of uh, like. Of being a good boyfriend, of mm-hmm. like being the right man for her mm-hmm. and like, Am I doing stuff wrong to make her like have to talk to all these other guys this way? Right. And so I I became just super insecure with myself and Mm -hmm. like just kind of began to question everything about me moving out to Buffalo, about the relationship. And like it it just made me question everything down to my core. Yeah.
0: I know you kind of summed it up in the, the, the question. Am I not enough for you? That's what you told me in our initial interview. And now when you brought up these concerns to her, I, I really wanted you to share the response that she gave because I heard it multiple times. And I feel like it's a little bit of the mind games that happened in your relationship or time your red flags would start to go up or your insecurities because of the way she was behaving would start to come up. She would kind of respond in this certain way that would kind of hook you in and draw you back in. And what, what, yeah. what would she say to you?
1: Um, so she'd be like, yes, you are enough for me. And then she'd get like super close to me and either hug me or kiss me or something like that for like, reassurance and kind of like validation Mm -hmm. and kind of like put my my mind at ease Mm -hmm. or whatever that okay I am enough and she would just continuously do this every time that I brought up something that I wasn't comfortable with she would just kind of reassure me with that oh I am enough and stuff like that but then turn around and fall right back into the same habits.
0: Yeah. And I know you, again, you told me in the, um, the initial interview, this line that I just thought, you know, it, there's this thing where I think it's really important when we're trying to suss out whether or not gaslighting is happening, where people say things that, are like basically they're psychic or something, right? They know exactly what we need to hear. But then when we look and say, are they actually behaving in a way that is congruent with what they just said, right? Because mm. otherwise, there's not really a way to tell because it's exactly what you would want your person to say, right? So I know that you told me she would say multiple times, and we'll hear this again in another situation where she would say, you're the most amazing guy I've ever dated. You're the best boyfriend I've ever had. Like, don't, don't worry about these. They're not a threat, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're the best, right? Which is that dismissing of your valid feelings (laughs) and perspective and needs that, okay, even if I am the best (laughs) boyfriend that you've ever (laughs) dated, it's still not okay it's still not okay to behave in this way. You're not treating me as if Mm. I'm the best boyfriend you've ever had.
1: Yes. And yeah. And she would tell me all the time that um, she's like, I don't think my life will ever be the same since meeting you. Mm -hmm. Um, You're so much different than everyone I've ever dated. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. So she was saying like all of these kind of really great complimentary things, Um, But this is also at the time where you're really starting to see some red flags, right? And it was about this point where you started to notice some things that she would do that you are pretty sure were gaslighting statements. Um, What were those things?
1: Um, So it was around Christmas time Mm -hmm. and anybody that's lived up around Christmas, in New York in Christmas time mm-hmm. knows that it's about 10 degrees and there's four feet of snow on the ground. Right. Um, we actually went on, I think like a three mile walk to go look at all these really nice houses and the Christmas lights.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, I have, I have knee issues. Mm-hmm. And so I think we we're like two miles into it and I had to stop to stretch my knee out. Mm-hmm. And she goes, she turns to me and she's like, you okay? I was like, yeah, my knee just kind of hurts. And then she said, I don't know if you can physically keep up with me. Wow. And mm-hmm. I kind of like paused for a second and asked her, I was like, what do, you, what do you mean by that? Yeah. And she's like, well, I'm a very physically active person. I like to go on hikes and travel and all this. I don't know if you can physically keep up with me. And I, I kind of like looked at her. I was like, I do all that. I go to the gym regularly. I was like, I just, it's 10 degrees out. My knee starts to kind of lock up. Right. Like we, we met on a camping trip and actually hiked up a mountain the second day that we met. Right. And then she said, yeah, but you were out of breath the whole time.
0: Mm, gosh.
1: And so at this point in time, I'm like, okay, like I kind of just let it go at that moment. Mm-hmm. But the next day I'm like, "Okay, well, maybe I'm not as like in good a physical shape as I thought I was, yeah, so that's when I started doing more stuff at the gym, mm-hmm. working out more regularly, and all that mm-hmm. um, I think it was a uh, few weeks later after that uh she goes, Um, we're talking about uh future plans and potentially buying a house and all this stuff. Okay. And I think this was at, I think we're probably about five months in at our relationship. Okay. Because, uh, she, well, I'll back up. She actually brought up the topic of buying a house together. And I was like, okay, all right, well, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. And she said, I don't know if you can financially buy a house with me. Mm-hmm. And I kind of looked at her. I was like, okay, well, what do you mean by that? I was like, our combined income is almost $300,000, like a year. Yeah. I was like, we should be able to get any house that we kind of want. Right. And she goes, well, you have a lot of debt. And I was like, okay. I was like, I have a truck loan and my tools for my toolbox. I was like, it's altogether maybe $40,000, but they're all just loan payments. Mm -hmm. And I said, I was like, if we got married tomorrow, yeah, you would take on $43,000 of, of my debt, but my payments wouldn't change. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I would be taking on $105,000 of your school loans from when you went and got your doctorate. And those payments will change if we got married Yeah, and became a couple. And she said, well. I work for the state of New York. My loans will be forgiven in five years. And I was like, okay, well, that's still five years of payments. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, don't worry about that. I have that covered. I'm worried about your debt.
2: Wow. Okay.
1: So then I was like, okay. So then I pretty much put all of my Hobbies on the back burner, like uh, during the winter time, it was like snowboarding and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that can get expensive when you go in like every weekend, so yeah. I kind of stopped doing that and became like a shut in, mm. so I could just save all my money,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And then it would start in with little stuff like, Oh, well, you, you don't do anything, like, why don't we go and do this? and I was like, Okay, well. You're upset when we spend money, but yeah. you're upset
2: yeah, when, when I'm saving money. Yeah. So it was like,
1: <laughs> I, at that point in time, I didn't know what to do, right. like, what I could say. Yep. It literally felt like every decision, if I decided to go left or right or mm-hmm. just stay the course, was everything was the wrong decision. Yeah, it's
0: kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of a thing. Yes. Yeah. Seems like she was really kind of trying to paint, uh, a well, so, um, (laughs) because you shared with me her profession and our kind of little private, you know, pre-interview thing, um, you know, I make up, she was kind of making a case for herself. Does that make sense? Yes. Does that feel accurate? Like she was trying to, you know, provide evidence, if you will, of why, you know, she should be able to maybe either have other relationships or break up with you or something like that's what it sounds like and feels like a bit to me. Does that hit hit for you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Hits the nail on the head because towards the end, I felt a lot like one of her patience, Ah, I guess, and less like her boyfriend. It was more Mm -hmm. of just kind of like being psychoanalyzed Mm -hmm. like the whole time. Okay, Like if I didn't say anything, there was something wrong. Mm -hmm. Like if I talked too much, Mm -hmm. it was wrong. Mm -hmm. Like it was, yeah. Yeah. That
0: doesn't feel good. So one of the last things you told me that she said that kind of started, I would say the disillusionment of this not disillusionment, um, dissolving of this relationship, if you will. Um, as she kind of said a pretty, pretty stark, pretty harsh statement. What was that?
1: Uh, she told me, she's like, I'm not sure if you're my forever person. Yeah.
0: And so what, what came of that?
1: Um, I was completely in shock. Mm -hmm. Like I, I didn't even know at this point, like I still don't even know how to talk to her anymore. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like how, how do I formulate that into a question? Yeah. So I asked her, I was like, okay. I was like, what, what do you need from me? Mm-hmm. Like, how can I help you? Yeah. And she goes, I think I just need space. Yeah.
0: Which again, and I was like, oh. yeah. Which again, I, I just want to circle back around. You were in shock. Not because she wasn't necessarily treating you well, but because she would say these things like, I don't know if you can keep up with me financially, you know, whatever, all the the different things. But then she would sometimes the same day say you're the best boyfriend I've ever had. That's confusing AF, right? So, of course, you're in trouble. Well, wait wait, wait a second. Like yesterday you were telling me your life is never going to be the same. And today you're telling me you need space. Like I don't get it. It doesn't make sense
1: right? Yes. And there was a, there is another thing that happened with that is that I would text her probably every morning, like seven o'clock, o'clock okay. or whatever. And would say, Hey, good morning, sweetheart. Like today's going to be an amazing day. You know, mm-hmm. I hope like you're not that busy. And she would text back. Oh, thank you. You know, you have an amazing day too. Mm-hmm. And then there was a day where as soon as I walked into work, It was just go, go, go. So I didn't have a time to kind of send a text message. And I think at like 10 o'clock in the morning, she sent a message of like, hey, where's my good morning text?
2: Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: And so Mm -hmm. I texted her. I was like, hey, sorry, it got super busy here at work. As soon as I walked through the door, like, good morning, how is your day going? And we kind of had a, like, picked our, our conversation completely normal how we would talk. Okay. But then there would be times where she would say, I think you text too much. Maybe you should hold off on texting me good morning every morning.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. see, Super confusing. Yeah. We call that double speak. It's when you say one thing one day or even earlier in the day and then you say something contrary um, later or the next day or something like that. Yeah. So confusing. So y'all did this kind of, she said she needed space right and this is where um i i kind of name um this dynamic that started happening where there was this like kind of back and forth or we're together we're not together it's like i'm going to push you away and then i'm going to pull you back in um talk to me a little bit about the progression of that
1: okay so i agreed to give her space mm-hmm. and we agreed to kind of break off communication for like a week or so okay and um I ended up making it four days into it. And I actually locked myself out of the apartment in the middle of oh, no. January. <laughs> so I tried calling my landlord, um, the downstairs tenant, like anybody just to kind of let me in. Yeah. And nobody was going to be around till like 11 o'clock at night. And this is 4.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. So I would have stood outside in nothing but basketball shorts and a t-shirt oh, no. in January in upstate New York.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So. I ended up having to call her because she had my other set of keys to let me into yeah. the apartment. She's like, okay, I'll be over there real soon. Um, Just let me finish up work. I was like, okay. She comes over, she opens up the door. I said like, you know, hi, how are you? And she's like, I'm okay. And I kind of gave her a hug and she's like, you know, I got more stuff to do with work and, and all that. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'll just talk to you this weekend. She's like, all right. We went our separate ways again. And then that weekend, we kind of just picked up right at the beginning of our relationship. It was like almost like a second honeymoon phase. Oh, wow.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: And um, we ended up hanging out that whole weekend. And then the next weekend, we actually rented an Airbnb Mm -hmm. and went for a weekend trip. And it was super amazing. And then we came back from that trip. Okay. Okay. Um, once we came back from the trip, um, there was days where our conversations would be super warm. And then other days it was just cold. I would get Hmm. one word response Mm -hmm. and it was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I would ask her like, like what's going on? And she's like, well, she's like, I'm still, I'm just super stressed at work and all this. And I was like, okay, is there anything that I can, like, is there anything I can do to help? Like, do you. Do you want me to come over and help you with work do you want like is there anything and she's like no i just need some more time to kind of like think and process
2: stuff Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: and i was like okay um she ended up mentioning that she had to go on a work trip and that she was going to drive her personal car because she would actually get paid more for like the mileage Mm -hmm. than if she used a the government's vehicle yeah i was like okay so i asked her i was like I asked her, I was like, okay, what was the last time you had an oil change Mm -hmm. or anything done to your vehicle? And she kind of just looked at me and was like, um, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, then, well, before you go drive 500 miles across the state of New York, (laughs) I'll come by in the morning, I'll pick up your car and I'll do the oil change, rotate the tires and all that. So, um, that night I brought the car in and I ended up doing, I think it was like $600 worth of work for free. Wow. So I, uh, it was, a oil change, tire rotation. I ended up fixing it like a nail, all this stuff in her vehicle. I drive her vehicle back to her house, knock on the door. She's, um, talking on the phone with, um, with one of her work colleagues mm-hmm. that lives in, in New York city okay. that I've actually spoken to and kind of met mm-hmm. like over the phone and stuff like that. And, um, I see her at the door. I kind of give her a hug and she's like, oh, just give me a minute. And I come in, I sit down on the couch and she's sitting next to me. And on the phone to her work colleague, she goes, hey, can I call you back later tonight? Somebody just stopped by. Yeah. And she hung up the phone and I looked at her and I was like. Somebody? What do you. (laughs) Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean by somebody? Mm -hmm. And she goes, well, I don't know what to call you. And I was like, well, we're still dating, right? I was like, how about your boyfriend? And she's like, well, I don't know. I don't know if we're still dating. And I was like, okay.
0: Right. Cause when you asked her or, you know, suggested or offered, I should say, to do all of these things for her car, her response was that you're the best boyfriend thing again, right?
1: Yes. Uh, So she told me, she's like, wow, you're so amazing. I love, Like how you just kind of like think ahead, Mm -hmm. and I would have never thought about getting like all this done to my car. And I'm glad that it's safe to like make the trip and all this stuff. And all of our conversations through the door, uh, through the day were super warm, just like yeah, regular boyfriend girlfriend talk. Yeah,
0: and then this, and then then I don't know what to call you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so confusing. And then
1: she, she, yeah, and she said, well, maybe we should give some of our stuff back to each other
0: Mm.
1: and I was like oh okay Mm. um so I had some clothes at her house Mm -hmm. or whatever that that I actually gave to her it was a bunch of like cold weather stuff Mm -hmm. that for when she was out snowboarding and she gave that back to me and then I was like okay I was like well I actually have some of your stuff in my vehicle I'll come and give it to you Mm -hmm. so I gave that all to her And then I left and we didn't talk the rest of the night. The next day I didn't talk to her. I didn't send her any messages or anything. Mm -hmm. And I think it was around lunchtime. She messaged me and it's like, Hey, how's your day going? And I was like, well, and I just wrote like, okay. Yeah.
0: And (laughs) what the fuck? What do you, how do you want me to answer? (laughs) You basically just broke up. And I was like, yeah,
1: yeah. And she goes, are you still coming by tonight to help me kind of like prepare and get all my stuff ready for, um, for going to New York city?
0: Wow.
2: And
1: I was like, okay. I was like, all right, well then we'll have an actual talk then. So I just told her, I was like, yeah, I'll come by tonight. Um, we go up into, uh, her room and we did a thing when we were dating where we would take a picture of us two together every month and write them down on index cards Mm -hmm. and write down what our favorite moment was, um, of that month. Mm -hmm. Um, I get up into her bedroom and the first thing I notice is that all of our pictures are taken off the wall. And I turned to her and I, and I asked her, I was like, did you box me up or throw me out? Mm -hmm. And she kind of like sat back and looked at me and was like, what do you mean? I was like, did you box us up or throw us out? And she's like, I put them all in a box. And I was like, okay, are we ever going to come back out of the box and up onto the wall? And she said, I don't know. Um, We obviously need to talk about this, but I need to finish my web training first. And I was like, okay. So she does her web training. And we're kind of sitting there eating dinner, and I'm just like, "This is just super, like, awkward yeah. and everything." Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably the most awkward moment of my life. Mm. We get done with our web training, and we start talking, and she's like, "Well, can we just kind of casually date for a while?" And I was like, "Okay." I was like, "What? What is casually dating?" Yeah, to? what does that mean? I was like. Mm-hmm. I was like, does that mean you want to see other people? Does that mean you only want to hang out maybe on a Friday? Like, yeah. Are we dating Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and you're dating somebody else Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right. And she, and she's like, well, no. And I was like, okay. And then she's like, well, maybe we could just be friends. And I looked at her. I was like, emotionally, I can never be just your friend.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I was like, I was like, I can be your friend, but I'm always going to want there to be the romantic aspect right. of us two dating. Right. And she's like, well, I just kind of need time to think about everything. And I was like, okay. So I grabbed my keys, um, walked downstairs. She followed me downstairs. Um, and we hugged. I kissed her on top of her forehead and told her that I would always love her. Mm-hmm and um began to walk out of the door and um i think i made it about 15 seconds down the road and she texted me and was like let me know when you make it home i need to know that you made it home safe mm-hmm. so i texted her back and was like yeah i made it home safe and she goes Caleb i just wanted to tell you that you've been the most amazing person i've ever dated um you've helped me out in so many ways. Um, I'm sorry it didn't work out.
0: But didn't offer a reason uh, why it didn't work out. Right. No. Right. Okay.
1: So then I was like, so am I, I was like, maybe in the future, I was like, we can have a conversation about this. Mm -hmm. Um, three or four days actually ended up going by. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, ended up talking to her best friend um since she's known since childhood and i was just like hey i'm sure you know by now me and amber broke up mm-hmm. and all that stuff like you know i'm not sure what this is going to do for like our whole mutual friends group and everything like that and she goes yeah um amber's having a a really rough time right now um she actually just jumped on a train and left for new york city and isn't talking to anybody and I was like okay and she goes you should probably reach out to her at the end of the week you know and just check in and see how you're like how she's doing Mm -hmm. so at this point I'm like well I just kind of broke up with this woman who said that she just wanted to be friends and I told her like I couldn't do that so I actually ended up reaching out at the end of the week and messaged her and was just like, Hey, how are you? And she's like, I'm okay. I'm a bit curious as to why you're contacting me. You said you didn't want to be my friend.
0: Right.
1: And I told her, I was like, I didn't say, I didn't want to be your friend. I said, I will always be your friend, but I will always want to be in a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. And she goes, okay, well let's, let's talk about this next week. It's like, okay she ends up coming over to my apartment the next week. Mm -hmm. And I think we kind of talked for about four hours. And at the end of that conversation, she said, you have too much um, damage done to you throughout your childhood and the military. I don't want to be your therapist. Wow. And right then and there is where she just kind of completely crushed everything else that I was kind of trying to hold together. Yeah. And um, she ended up leaving. And at that moment, I kind of went down the very dark hole of depression, anxiety, and, and yeah, and got checked in. I like still going through counseling mm-hmm. for all of it. Mm-hmm. And I think what really made it the worst part about all this is that since the end of February when we broke up, mm-hmm. we were still kind of going back and forth with texting and trying to like me trying to talk to her. Yeah. Um all the way up until about 3 weeks ago. Oh
0: wow, okay. Mhm. Yeah, it's that push-pull dynamic that I was mentioning earlier, right? Where it just keeps you really confused. And of course, when you, you know, love this person, it's really hard. It's it's a very common question that I see in a lot of forums that I'm in and a lot of different places where it will be like, why is it so hard for me to leave this person that I that treats me poorly, right? But yet I love like why does it, why is it so hard? Why can't I just walk away? And that's a, a very complex. Uh, answer for a, a different, a different episode, oh. but it's very common, Caleb. It's so it's, and it's yeah. a mind fuck too, right? Like it's just, especially when you get these dual messages, right? Like it's one thing if she kept saying the same thing over and was telling you what the, the problems were and you weren't addressing them or that kind of a thing, mm-hmm. but it's this thing of like, you're the best ever. I need space. My life is, you know, but it's not going to work, but I'm yeah. not going to tell you why. Like that is so confusing. So confusing.
1: Oh yes. yeah. And I'm still, I'm still very confused by the whole situation. Yeah. And like, I'm beginning to accept that I will never get closure out of this whole entire situation.
0: Yeah, Yeah.
1: And I guess that's kind of like a really tough pill to swallow. Yeah, especially since like the first four months was so amazing, yeah, and then it just kind of like out of nowhere, it's like the mask came off, yeah, and yeah,
0: yeah. Well, let's take this into the deconstruction zone because I think maybe naming a few things and then you know going into set the alarm, giving you a couple of things to maybe think about to help. Um, because sometimes we don't get to have closure, but with not with the other person, but we can find closure mm-hmm. within ourselves we can. Um, So let me, let me give you a couple of things here. So first of all, I think there's something really important to talk about here and that is the topic of concessions. Okay. So many, many people make concessions for the people they love. And so I'm not sure maybe what yours particularly might've sounded like, but here are some examples of the, the things that, that we say or think that are actually concessions. Okay, so I'm going to give a couple examples. Um, One is, they don't mean to do this. Like, they don't mean to be that mean, or they don't mean to ignore my feelings, or they don't mean to fill in the blank, right? Or it might sound like they don't understand what they're doing, right? Like, they're saying this, but they don't, they don't really understand the impact, or they don't understand the real meaning of that word, or they don't understand, right? Or even, um, a lot of people do this kind of thing. Right. So a lot of people, you know, ghost or a lot of people fill in the blank with the behavior. Right. And so those are actually ways that we make concessions and lower our bar in relationships. So even if they don't mean to be cruel or unempathetic or use us, um, because I heard ways that she definitely used you in the relationship or dismiss us, which is the word of the day, it's not okay. Even if they don't mean to do it, even if they don't understand what they're doing. Even if a lot of people do whatever this thing is, whatever concession we make, we need to recognize it. It's not okay. We don't have to be okay with being treated less than, right? We don't have to lower our bar. And I I know when I was writing this earlier, I was like, sassy Sarah was getting fired up. I was like, this is not okay, right? Like, it's just... It's not okay to treat other people like this, right? And so it's not okay for us to allow other people, right? And that's unknowingly what we do when we find those kind of excuses. And so I'm going to explain that a little bit. Like why this happens. Okay. So back to the deconstructing part. The thing that stood out the most to me in your story, Caleb, is the technique of mind games. Right. I talked a little bit about double speak. It's one of the things that is used in mind games, but mind games typically involves conflicting counterintuitive and or inconsistent messaging, right? So we can hear this multiple ways in your story, like how in the span of less than 24 hours, your ex would say you're the best boyfriend she ever had to saying she didn't know what to call you, right? That's confusing AF, like we said earlier, right? And so what happens in us is we're left stumped. Like, what the heck? Like, what is going on? This doesn't make sense. And so I feel like it's like, I feel like this is from a movie or something, but I don't I don't know, but it's more often than not, our brain focuses on trying to figure out how to make it make sense. So it's like the, the movie scene that I have or something, it's like, please just make it make sense, <laughs> right? Like, can somebody please make this make sense? Like, that's what our brain does. Right? Like our brain focuses on this doesn't make sense because this is happening over here and this, and it wants to connect the dots in a way that can actually make sense for us because it doesn't. But then what happens is we get so focused on that. Oftentimes, what we don't know that we're doing is we're grasping at scraps that the other person is giving us, which are usually some sort of half truth. Right. So it's like, okay, well, if I focus on just this half truth, then I can make this make sense. Right. So then, but the concession is we're not focusing on the other half of the truth, which is typically I feel like shit, (laughs) right? Like it might make, right. And so that is the part that we, we kind of dismiss. In order to make it make sense, right? So, this is how we set our alarm when it comes to experiencing this dynamic of our thoughts, feelings, beliefs, perspectives, or needs being dismissed. Okay. So, I have three things that I'm going to give to you and my listeners. Okay. So, the first one is to ask ourselves even if the other person doesn't agree with my thoughts or my feelings or my beliefs or my perspectives, are they trying? to find common ground so that my needs are also being addressed because we shouldn't we shouldn't dismiss our own needs right um the Thank second you. thing is to ask ourselves okay so the other person doesn't agree with my thoughts feelings beliefs perspectives but even though they don't agree, how would I want them to? Like, I'm just going to pretend for a minute. How would I want them to respond even though they don't agree or understand, right? So for example, um, when I don't agree or understand what my partner wants to be like, okay, I don't, I don't really understand why you're feeling that way, but it's important to me that you feel that way. So what do you need from me? What can I do? Right? Like that kind of a thing. Like, we, by us saying, okay, you don't have to agree with me in order to validate me. You don't have to understand mm-hmm. me in order to treat me as somebody that's important. And, you know, going back to that definition of dismissal as not dismissible, right? Right. Like I have to be able to be treated as if, I want to go back up to the definition here real quick. Um, where's the definition? I think we to do do, as worthy of consideration. That's the part of the definition I wanted to pull out, right? Like, like really focusing in on, I am worthy of at least being considered at least that's a low bar, right? That's not even a high bar, Mm -hmm. right? And so kind of holding ourselves to that place where like, I'm, I'm going to settle in and slow down and ask myself, what would it sound like if this person was treating me as worthy of consideration? right? Um, I think that's so important. And then the third thing, and I cannot stress this enough, it's going back to that, like, make it make sense thing. Pay attention to when your head is taking over, right? So I think especially for my dudes that are listening, this is especially harder because the brain chemistry of males, right? The testosterone wash that happens twice in your brain means there's less Mm -hmm. connections between our right and the left brain for those of us that are males, right? I say us, I'm not a male, but for those of my <laughs> listeners that are male, right? Um, so so it's a little less intuitive to pay attention to both sides, right? So especially for my male listeners, make sure you are paying attention not just to the logic, but to your feelings, okay? Pay attention to when your head is taking over and logic is becoming the m- more important thing than how the situation is making you feel, Okay, pay attention to any desperation you may be feeling, right? And therefore, because when we get desperate to make something make sense, we're more likely to make concessions, right? Especially if we're ignoring our gut and those red flags and explaining away the red flags, okay? In order to kind of make it make sense, please, God, make it make sense kind of a thing, right? Focus on how you feel as a result of how that person is treating you. Right, it's equally as important as logic, if not more important than the logic. So I'm curious, any thoughts in response to that deconstruction or that alarm, Caleb?
1: No, that's that's good. That's good, helpful. Yeah, it- Yes. Very helpful. Good.
0: Good. I know a lot of my podcast um, guests, they (laughs) they'll they'll email me afterwards and they'll be like, I've listened to, you know, our our session or our recording like three times now and every time I remember something new that you said. And so I encourage you, Mm -hmm. you know, listen to this part, especially Caleb, as you need to remember, like, what were the things Sarah told me, like, not just now in the next couple of weeks, but but when you're. At the place where you're ready to try again, right? Might be a hot minute or two, mm-hmm. right? But when you are oh, yeah. like coming back to this, and what did Sarah tell me? Because I don't want to make the same mistakes again. Right. And and it's mm. not, I'm not blaming you for what happened. What I'm saying is we can, it's not that we listen, we can't avoid things like this necessarily happening in a relationship. What the goal is is to recognize it sooner right? The, the, the more we're paying attention to ourselves and the more we're aware of what gaslighting behaviors look like the sooner, right? Like I've had people tell me, um, thanks to the stuff that they've learned with me, like instead of marrying somebody, they only dated them for like a month. Like They're like, I probably would have married this person if I hadn't known about all of this stuff. So that's the goal is to get faster at, at, at setting our boundaries at recognizing unhealthy behaviors as paying attention to red flags and not dismissing them. So, um, Caleb, any parting thoughts for my listeners today as we wrap up?
1: Um, just that it will get better. Um, Mm -hmm. it may not seem like it in the moment, but, um, just try and learn to, I guess, love yourself again, Yeah. which is, I mean, it's really, it's kind of a hard concept when you come out of something like that Mm -hmm. to kind of. Relearn yourself, mm-hmm. but really just focus on doing what you love and pick up new hobbies and really just kind of rediscover yourself yep. and and know that it is okay to just take a week off from work and cry it out and there in you a go. mess on the floor. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I love that. Yeah, especially because coming from I, guy.
1: I've done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done yeah, that. Like I cried myself to sleep. I've like. Just allow yourself to feel the emotions and not bury them. Nice. I love it.
0: It's good stuff. Well, as I wrap up today, I wanted to remind my listeners uh, about the live stream on TikTok that I'm going to be starting doing. Um, And we will discuss the topic of the week. But I do want to say, due to me being on vacation starting tomorrow, uh, from when this airs, I'm going to do two lives the next week. So one on Thursday, we'll be talking about being dismissed. And then one on Friday, where we'll talk about the topic from that week, which I believe if this recording works out, I'm so excited about it. We're going to be talking about gaslighting and the world of new dating experiences. So not like what it's like when you've been in a relationship for a long time, but the shit show that is often like the world (laughs) of online dating and meeting new people and all of that kind of stuff. So I think we're going to have some fun stories and a lot of learning experiences when we talk about recognizing that um, as we're going through that. So Uh, Finally, thank you, my listener, as always, for listening to today's episode. If you found it helpful and want to help me get it in the hands of more people who could also benefit from it, please leave a review. It's really helpful for other people finding it and subscribing. Additionally, if you can think of one person in specific who would benefit, please share it with them. And remember, it's not about becoming who you want to be. It's about awakening all that you already are. And once again, take it away, Wendy. We got
3: stars in our eyes.